and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. And I'm joined today by Kat Cheng, who is a teaching associate at the University of Nottingham. Hello Kat, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi Laura, it's great to be here with you. So we're going to take you right back to the beginning. Did you always know that you wanted to study nursing and go into nursing and healthcare? Um, I knew I always wanted to work with people. Um, that was pretty obvious from kind of the get go. My, my parents both had quite people facing roles. So I kind of got used to making small talk with people and, um, you know, getting to know them. And um, and my dad is a doctor and um, he is Chinese. And so I guess there was that cultural element of doing well academically and then kind of that leading on to your, um, your career. Uh, and I guess there was probably a part of me that originally thought I wanted to do medicine. Um, but it wasn't until I was, um, I went on a gap year and I went to work with a charity called Mercy Ships um, over the summer. Uh, and this is a floating hospital ship that goes and docks on um, coasts of third world countries. And they provide um, free healthcare um, for the people of that nation across like a 10 month period say so I went there um, with my dad and whilst I was there I spent time across different um, uh, different departments and one of those was on the wards because my dad um, is a surgeon so he'd do the surgery he'd see the patients etc and I got to spend some time with the nurses on the wards and it was kind of there that it hit me that the nurses got to know the patients in a lot more detail because they were there around all the meal times they were there helping with personal care giving out medications the doctors still did a fantastic job but they came in did their maybe 10-15 minute assessment and then they go and it would be the nurse that would then implement some of the things obviously the nurse would still advocate for the patients um, and kind of you know be there at ward round and things but it was there that I realized actually for that relationship building I it was the nurses that built that more so than the doctors from my perspective and the nurses got to see their patients um you know develop each day that they were there um and then obviously you know hopefully to go home at the end so that was like ah okay I think this is for me now um so that's kind of what made that switch uh to go into nursing um I kind of at the end of my um a levels I wasn't I'd, I'd done kind of the ones for medicine I hadn't done quite as well as I'd hoped and I kind of was a little bit unsure I'd already got this gap year kind of planned um but during the gap year I then applied to do nursing. It goes to show how work experience you go in with one kind of lens or one perception and actually that experience has given you a complete well a completely different career. Than yeah absolutely nurse. um and I think you know had I gone into medicine I'd have been in a completely different place to where I am now um and I wouldn't have had the opportunities that have got me to where I am today. And I'm actually like in a nice way, I'm quite proud of where I am now. I know it's not something that as nurses, particularly we're very good at kind of saying, uh, you know, the things that we do well, but I am kind of quite quietly, um, you know, proud of myself. If I look back, I always say this to my students, I always look, say, look back at your, your former self, like when you were a child and if they could see where you are now, what would you say to them to, keep them motivated and I always think yeah my, the younger the younger cat would never have guessed I would be where I am now oh well it doesn't need to be quiet proudness it can be really loud <laughs> proudness same thing like if you told me when I was yes at any age that I would be doing my job or done what I've done I would never have believed you um mm. yeah it goes to show that even if you or I feel like maybe if you've had like a planned career 
you can still look back at certain points and go, oh my goodness, how did I get here? Or how am I doing this job? Or this wasn't what was expected. Um, yeah, yeah, we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate achievements more in nursing. And um, we can start here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you studied nursing at university and you then went on after you qualified to train as a health visitor. What made you do that further training? So, um, yeah, I qualified uh, I'm from university and during um, when I trained, we as an adult, so I'm an adult nurse. When I trained, you had um, two weeks throughout your training um, with child or maternity services because that kind of covered your exposure to them. Uh, so I had two weeks with a health visitor uh, in the community and I absolutely loved it like the person that I had um, went above and beyond for my experience we did loads of clinics we did some safeguarding visits and um, and meetings we did some new birth visits we did some visits of children that had some complex needs she packed so much into this two weeks um, and I just really appreciated the the kind of the placement I'd had and knew that that was what I wanted to do some point after qualifying um, and I kind of inquired about you know going straight into the health visitor training because it's another year in addition to the three-year nursing course mm-hmm. um, and they said you know you can come back and do this maybe another time but go and get some ward experience and I think historically that has kind of been where newly qualified nurses have been sort of ushered towards going into you know uh, secondary care going into hospitals to get that experience um, but so I went down to um, I went down to London and I worked in a rehabilitation unit for a couple of years because um, I'd done quite a lot with stroke and um, orthopedics and rehab in that sense. So I kind of thought this was a good fit. Um, and my parents had moved to London whilst I was at university. So for me, it was go home, save some money. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but whilst I was there, I kind of that health visiting sort of plant that was or seed rather that was planted kind of just kept growing and it didn't go away. Um, so. I, after like about 18 months in London, I sort of looked at, um, at some of the training options and I basically applied to a few universities um, and saw where I got offered. I had a few interviews um, and I got offered at the University of Derby with a placement in Nottingham. Um, and so I left London, I moved to Nottingham um, and basically took on that training for a year. And have you found it might be that people listening might think that it, it, going from adult nursing to health visiting is quite a you know a different speciality and that maybe if someone has done child nursing that might have those skills might have fed in how did you find as an adult nurse doing your health visiting training a nurse from any field or a midwife uh, can train to be a health visitor um but as an adult nurse um you work you still work with parents or carers um you obviously work as part of the mdt but then getting to work with the child, um, you do have to do an element of the child development, looking at kind of, I guess, what's normal for a child, what's not so normal, uh, things that are out of range, etc. Um, and that was just really fascinating because I guess through my adult nursing career and my training, um, I'd met various children because a lot of our adult patients our parents um so it was interesting looking at kind of the relationship building obviously looking at it from a safeguarding perspective thinking about um you know the the safety and welfare of the child and the safety and welfare and, and the dynamic i guess of the family um and also um thinking about families that have come from abroad again i'd seen um families that were not um were not british uh, during my adult nursing career um but then 
as a health visitor, you're also kind of factoring into the child, helping them navigate their way around the UK systems, which are quite alien to people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, just looking at, you know, how you access healthcare or at what point you can expect, um, you know, the fact that it's free is is completely alien to some people I had I remember as a health visitor I had um, the first meet, meeting I had with someone they tried to pay me um, because they were just used to doing that um, in their country so um, had to kind of unpick that and explain that yeah that that's not what we do here um, but um, and you're right and I think there's lots of things if you were born in in the UK that is quite implicit knowledge isn't it that you know this is the support you get these are the services you access this is where your gp is this is the a e where you're right someone coming someone coming and living over here and then adding a child into the mix that's such a stressful journey and that's and there's so much to be learned about what happens when and what the processes are it's almost health literacy i guess and what's what can be engaged with yeah absolutely it's, you know the the kind of most stressful things in life are getting married moving house having a child uh, and if you're having to do particularly having a child or uh, moving to a country with a child where English isn't your first language and like you said you're not you're familiar with the systems and the processes and who to go to about what um, it can be an absolute minefield for people um, so that was kind of in one sense one of the rewarding parts of the job where you'd make an impact on that family and just help them try and understand who to go to for what try without kind of trying to parent them but trying to sort of just support them and be like a a friendly face but also have that professional boundary um you know as a health visitor and would you recommend looking back on your career are you pleased that you spent that time working as an adult nurse before you did your health visitor training or do yeah, you think I think actually necessarily needed now I guess that obviously now things are different in that newly qualified nurses can go straight into the community. And um, I think more newly qualified, if they want to go into health visiting training, can kind of go straight from, um, you know, their their degree. Um, do I think it was beneficial having that time? I guess I learned some different skills um, in terms of, you know, it was the long shifts. It was nights. It was um, having other members of the MDT present uh, more of the time whereas in health visiting you are um, working alone quite a lot of the time um, so you've got to think um, about your decision making obviously your autonomy comes into play but you've also got to think about your safety um, and not that I didn't have to do that in um, an inpatient unit but um, it's different when you're in someone's house you're a guest in their home dynamic um, so I do think it was useful for certain skills, um, like doing sort of consolidating my wound dressings, you know, getting my prescribing done. My preceptorship, I imagine, would have been much easier to do in the hospital, perhaps, um, but perhaps than in the community. Um, but I still keep in touch with some of the people that I worked with, um, which is always nice, um, you know, because they they shaped me in those first couple of years where even though you're, um, you know, you're not a student anymore, you've got that different uniform on, you still don't know everything. And I think as a student, you think, oh, any, as soon as you're qualified, you kind of get this, you know, wave of knowledge just overcomes you and you just think they know everything. And you're like, actually, everyone's been in my shoes. Yeah. Um, not literally, but, you know, everyone has been a student at some point and it's important to, you know, keep asking the questions. Um, and, you know, remembering that everyone else around you, you know, all the other professionals started as a student at some point. Um, so it's kind of also then thinking about being ambitious and kind of 
you thinking that you know if you put your mind to something and you really want to achieve it like provided you're willing to work for it you know there's no stopping you and you've also done an MSc in public health was your health visitor training part of that MSc or was that further study that you've done separately that was further um so I did the health visiting training um and I could have done um a piece of research like effectively the dissertation to make that the master's um I decided not to do that even though that (laughs) might have been simpler um no I decided to do a um a part-time master's over two years in public health uh, so I was still working as a health visitor just dropped my hours to three days a week and then two days a week I was studying the master's and what why did you pick public health in particular um so some of you might not know this um the health visiting course um and this kind of I guess encompasses school nurses as well um the the qualification you get is a specialist community public health nurse so SCPHN, that's a bit of a mouthful. So we could just kind of usually spit it to health visitor or school nurse. Um, and so I'd already got an interest in public health and health inequalities, looking at, you know, the differences between certain areas, looking at, you know, is it to do with the funding or the resources they've got or the services, the service provision? Um, is it due to the population that lives there? Is it, you know, due to unemployment or the quality of the education? Um, so I was always quite interested in the public health side of things I guess linking to that with the health visiting the health promotion as well um you know trying to make every contact count and trying to um you know if you're you're not necessarily going to talk on about every topic every visit but making sure that you know if we were talking about breastfeeding um I wasn't just kind of looking at the baby's weight and growth I was also thinking about well how's the mum's mental health relating to this what's the mum's diet like kind of picking up all those other things that all the other factors that make a difference um that I guess we are all aware of but we don't always kind of connect the dots necessarily and you're now a teaching associate at the University of Nottingham so did throughout your career were you always interested in education and teaching or is this something that's developed later yeah so I had always enjoyed kind of having students and like this goes back to when I was training to be a nurse in my third year I remember like teaching first year students on their first placement like about you know wound dressings the totony um just I remember just really enjoying kind of passing on that knowledge um and that kind of stemmed into when I um worked um on um in an inpatient unit so I did my mentorship training there well mentorship as it was known then um and then uh into my health visiting once I qualified um I then had either um, supported health visiting students so that was across the year or sometimes we'd get um, child field nursing students um, from the local universities um, and I'd always enjoy kind of taking them under my wing for however long their placement was um, you know I wasn't going to make them a qualified health visitor by the end of it but it was just showing them um, a different side to nursing showing them a side that feeds into uh, secondary care to an extent and also showing them you know I guess they get to see what different households alike see different members of the MDT working together um, I know a lot of students kind of were quite shocked at some of the safeguarding things I took them to um, I guess you know you, if you're particularly if you're maybe a younger student nurse um, they might not have as much experience say as a student nurse that is also a parent um, you know and trying to work out what's normal what's not normal uh, thinking about the home environment the relationships and ultimately the child's health growth and their safety 
Have you got any advice for anyone wanting to work in education or in academia as a lecturer? I um, would suggest that if you really enjoy spending time with students and kind of sharing your experiences but also things that you're passionate about so for me I do a lot of teaching in relation to public health and health inequalities um, then you know consider maybe even being consider contacting your local um, university and thinking about seeing if you can do a guest lecture on something that you're interested in get your foot in the door and just see how you feel kind of talking to a group of students um, I think you know I, I'm I care about um, giving back to the next generation I know that's quite a cliche thing to say but I think um, you know given in light of Covid over the last few years it's important to have well-rounded nurses not just um, of course within fields there'll be field specific things but thinking about kind of the wider impact um, and this kind of comes back to all the public health stuff I've mentioned um, but equally depending on your specialty that you have um you can also teach across different courses so i've delivered um some sessions to midwifery students uh, and to pharmacy students around safeguarding um and like dietetics medicine um i've actually gone back and taught on the masters in public health that i did myself oh, how lovely. Um, yeah i did a session on health promotion in the community and um i remember when the course leader asked me and i said yeah absolutely like I can't think of anything better to come and, you know, teach the students about. Um, and I think, you know, if you if you put yourself, you have to kind of do a little bit of the legwork and put yourself out there, kind of, you know, see, make inquiries, see if, you know, there's an interest in your area. Um, but I'd say go and get a feel for it. Or even um, if you kind of don't want to go in and speak to a group of students, maybe in whichever clinical area you're working in, if, if there's a conference you've been to or, a webinar or something that you want to kind of feedback on do it with your colleagues that's kind of a, a safe space where people know you you're kind of sharing that information um and it just gives you that experience of standing up presenting um you know i guess over the last few years we've had some things on teams or zoom um and it's very different having to do it face to face because you're having to look at people's body language think about your own body language um but i'd say just you know just get out there and, and you never know what opportunities might come your way fantastic thank you um so where do you see this is a massive question where do you see the rest of your career do you think you'll stay in academia um or is there yeah what further development have you have you looked into ah what a good question um <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i I'm working on my um, postgraduate certificate of higher education at the moment. So the first kind of aim is to finish that. <laughs> uh, that's like a, you know, in the next few months kind of aim. Um, career wise, I still like I miss there are elements of practice that I miss, like I miss some of my colleagues. I do miss doing some of the clinics and the visits. Um, and I have kind of toyed with the idea of maybe doing like a day a week in practice. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, I'm not because I feel like I'm still finding my feet with certain things of the university um there's you know I've done a full academic year now and I'm partway through my second academic year um but there's still lots to learn in terms of progression points signing off for the NMC the placements that the students have um and I guess you know one thing I might consider and this isn't the imminent future this is a bit later down the line maybe consider doing a PhD um not you know not guaranteed 
um but just from something I did as part of my master's dissertation it's something that you know I might um might want to explore in a bit more detail um but other than that kind of just staying uh in the school but looking at different roles at the moment um I've got a module leadership role and a deputy safeguarding lead role um but thinking about you know being involved in more of the assessment side of things or perhaps admissions um you know thinking maybe a, a year lead role at some point um you know once I've been here a few years seen seen a group of students through from start to finish um just so I've got a better idea of of kind of what is oh, what the key things are in each year and seeing your first I remember seeing my first and I, I was their personal tutor and then first second to third year and I taught them at least one module a year and actually the the second and the third year I had them for the big science module which was you know I, I saw them a lot and and seeing them at graduation seeing them getting their pin that was a for me that was a massive sense um of achievement of seeing them all through yeah no I'm, I'm looking forward to that I've um obviously been through a couple of graduations myself and it is really nice when you see your either your personal tutor or someone that you've um had a, a built a good rapport with over your studies um so yeah the my personal students um should be qualifying next year so yeah looking forward to seeing them you know walk across that stage and I'll be like as proud as their parents I'll be smiling and cheer, clear, uh, clapping and cheering as loud as I can and you've done a variety of safeguarding roles throughout your career and now you're in a safeguarding role at the moment how have you found was that was safeguarding something that that kind of took your interest or that or that you just kind of fell into throughout your career um so I suppose as yeah safeguarding um is relevant for um all different healthcare related courses I mean safeguarding is something that we all are aware of um it's always at the back of the mind anyway and I guess through my health visiting I worked in a more deprived area um and so there was more safeguarding comparatively in that area um compared to different parts of the city um and so I couldn't really escape safeguarding it just kind of became not the normal as in that was all I did but I just got a lot more familiar with recognizing it and looking at you know when things needed to be referred into social care or when I might have needed to get some early help in you know like an intervention to prevent things going down the safeguarding route um and so over those years um I have written a number of statements that have been used by the police um witness statements things like that this is where your record keeping um, or this is why sorry your record keeping is so so important because sometimes you're having to go back and write a chronology of what's happened and you all you have to go off is your is what you've written so it's important that any kind of professional curiosity things that you have or things that you're professionally curious about are recorded in there right recording who's there um looking at you know the topics of conversation and kind of parents responses to things um and so having done a lot of that myself and kind of had like some instances I was really well supported other instances maybe not so much and I kind of wanted to make sure that any any student perhaps that undergoes or that kind of experiences any safeguarding things during their training. I just wanted to make sure that they were supported. So part of the role I have at the university now um, is to support students if things happen on placement or if things happen in their personal lives. I appreciate students have, you know, they're 
they're not just doing their nursing course the rest of their life doesn't go on hold they you know things happen um so it's to support students if things happen in placement or in their personal lives um supporting um staff if there are you know concerns raised about students and supporting practice as well um you know if if they are worried or if students raise concerns about practice um we can kind of get involved there and we and we deliver a lot of teaching as well um across the curriculum it's kind of embedded throughout because as we know safeguarding isn't just a um isn't just something you can um safeguarding is something that you um, learn more about and become more experienced with the longer you are um, in your training or in your career. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's safeguarding was something that I'm familiar with. I'm not scared of it. And it was something that because I've had so much experience with it, I felt that it was a role that I could do. Um, it was a role I was more passionate about, for example, than, say, um, I don't know, coordinating all the clinical skills. Um, at the university so it, it came up at, a, at the right time and I just thought you know I've got I haven't got anything to lose um, you know it's a role that I'm interested in and you know I'm if I'm passionate about something then it makes a difference when you communicate that with students or with colleagues or with practice partners um, so I just wanted something that I'm not saying it's a comfort zone but something I was already familiar with. Mm. And I think you might have a similar view I was really surprised at the amount of safeguarding situations that I've been involved in as a result of, of you know of, of working in the university and I don't remember maybe, maybe naively I guess if you don't work in a university it doesn't occur to you to think about you know you, especially when you're clinical you're kind of thinking about your area of expertise and your your subject matter but yeah I, I've been I've been surprised at the at the number of situations and, and the different types of situations that I've been involved in that you know coming from an intensive care background that I wouldn't have been I wouldn't necessarily have been involved with in particularly certain parts of my clinical career yeah no it, it's amazing that it, you know I mean obviously these things happen but you yeah if you're not in that university environment you kind of just forget that it applies mm -hmm. there as well um so yeah no I, I can relate on a lot of levels well Kat thank you so much for joining me today it's been so fantastic to talk through your career and hear your advice for um for all of my listeners so thank you so much thank you laura